Welcome back to another episode of the Behavioral Economics and Marketing Podcast Series. This is Sandra thomas Commonall. Managing Conflict in the Workplace. In this episode, we will discuss ways that leaders can address conflict in the workplace, including ways to assess the situation, listen, and communicate positively. Conflict is a normal part of everyday life and can even happen in the workplace. And when conflicts happen, they impede progress, lower morale, and can even repel talented employees. Therefore, when conflicts occur, the idea is not to try to ignore them, but rather resolve and manage them in an effective manner. When leaders use the appropriate tools to address issues, they will be able to keep their differences from rising to major problems. Many companies have set guidelines for conflict resolution and managers should pay attention to those first and foremost. Learning new ways to resolve conflicts can make you a stronger leader. To begin, let's talk about conflict management skills. Mastering the art of managing conflict will require many skill sets including self-awareness, empathy, communication, and negotiation. Number one, self-awareness. Being aware of your own drivers in any situation will help to curtail outside influences influencing your decision-making process. Number two, empathy. Empathy for others is a key skill in conflict resolution. Understanding if the other person has outside influences affecting their decision-making process can help you to keep the situation at hand at the forefront of the conversation. Further, understanding the other person's goals and the underlying reasons can help create a mutually agreeable conclusion. Number three, communication. Communication is a key attribute for all leaders. Leaders need to be able to communicate effectively in emotionally driven and difficult situations to create a common bond between employees. Number four, negotiation. Out of the five commonly practiced conflict resolution strategies that we discussed in our last episode, two of them required strong negotiation skills. If you haven't had the chance yet, I strongly recommend listening to the episode, Mastering the Art of Managing Conflict. And now, let's apply this to marketing leadership with managing conflict in the workplace. There are many ways to address conflict in the workplace. Each situation will call for a different tactic. These are just a few ways that leaders can address conflict in the workplace. Number one, assess the situation. Take a step back to consider your emotional state, factors affecting the situation, main emotional drivers in the situation, your goals, as well as those of the other person. Look beneath the surface to identify possible deeper issues. This may include separating the person from the problem, remaining focused on the issue at hand, and avoiding personal emotions during this discussion. Recognize that all of us have biased fairness perceptions. Number two, meet on neutral ground. You may choose to meet on neutral ground, such as in a conference room or somewhere out of the office. This way, the situation can be discussed in a safe, neutral environment, eliciting a positive outcome. In certain situations, you may choose to have a mediator or impartial party to ensure a professional and respectful interaction. Consider carefully who that party should be. An HR manager may be a good choice, but also may make the conversation seem less neutral. Number three, listen. Listen carefully and actively. Allow the other person to talk. You will still be able to make all of your points, but make sure to let the other person state his or her concerns as well. 
Let them talk, even if you disagree, because interrupting will only add to the conflict. Ask questions. If you don't understand the other person's point of view, then ask him or her a follow-up question. Make a point to wait until there's a pause in the conversation so it doesn't seem like you're interrupting. Don't ask sarcastic or hostile questions, as this may turn your discussion into an argument. Number four, communicate positively. Stay away from negative talk. Focus on the positive things instead of saying things like can't, don't, or no. The negative words will only make the conflict harder to resolve. They dwell on the conflict rather than the solution. Be mindful of your nonverbal communication, including hand gestures, stance, body language, and facial expressions. Likewise, avoid behaviors and communication that will be perceived as criticism, contempt, stonewalling, or defensiveness. Number five, use assertive communication. Avoid being passive, aggressive, or passive-aggressive. Stay in the present and don't dredge up old issues from the past. Ask for what you need, say no to what you cannot do, and be open to negotiation and compromise. Articulate a complaint about a specific behavior and express your feelings in a way that is clear, direct, and appropriate. Number six, take responsibility. If the conflict even partially comes from your own poor behaviors or mistakes, own up to it and apologize sincerely. This can go a long way towards conflict resolution. Number seven, set the stage with objective discussion. Clarify the problem, discuss objectives of the conversation, and identify each party's goals for the outcome. Number eight, brainstorm. Be creative. Collectively explore all possible ideas for a mutually favorable outcome. All parties should be given ample opportunity to share their thoughts. Number nine, agree on a solution. After visiting each possible option, determine which one will be the most favorable to everyone involved. Each party should provide an acknowledgement that the proposed solution is the best one possible. At this time, it may also make sense to determine the responsibilities each party has in the, re in the resolution. Number 10. Set KPIs. At the time of resolution, it may make sense to determine KPIs to evaluate the efficacy of the resolution, as well as a time frame to check back in. Number 11, follow up. It is always important to evaluate the solution afterwards. Against the set KPIs, check back in with the other party to see if the issue is resolved and that no additional measures need to be discussed. Number 12, prevent. The best strategy in conflict resolution is to prevent problems before they occur. To learn more about preventative strategies, stay tuned for our next episode on avoiding conflict before it occurs. Wrapping it up, understanding how we as humans make decisions is an important part of marketing and leadership. Behavioral economics is the study of decision making and can give keen insight into employee behavior and help to shape your leadership style. When conflicts happen in the workplace, they impede progress, lower morale, and can even repel talented employees. Therefore, it is important for leaders to resolve and manage them in an effective manner. In this episode, we discussed ways that leaders can address conflict in the workplace, including ways to assess the situation, listen, and communicate positively. Thank you for listening to another episode of Behavioral Economics and Marketing. This is Sandra Thomas-Gamenaugh.